There's things that we can look at within those to help support, but you can't get wrapped up in those numbers because that is not, that's not what we're working for. Like if you were wanting to get clients or book more speaking gigs or whatever it is, you have to look at your presence on social media. Is this supporting the larger goal? Is this helping me connect with people? Is this providing valuable information, inspiration to the people that I'm wanting to connect with in my community? Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, where soulful entrepreneurship and holistic mind-body wellness meet to help you heal, discover your soul's purpose, and change the world. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, entrepreneur, psychology expert, social media maven, and soulful leadership coach. And it's my mission to empower you into becoming the light leader you're meant to be. Each episode will be diving deep into topics that will help you gain personal mastery over your healing and mind-body wellness, while also giving you practical tips and tools to help you create, market, and scale a heart-centered business around your soul's purpose and life mission. Whether you're in the beginning of your self-awakening journey or a seasoned inner work god or goddess who's ready to step into their leadership as a soulpreneur, this is going to be your new favorite place to be. We know that you don't just want to feel happier and more fulfilled, but you want to deeply know yourself and powerfully step into your life's purpose while creating massive abundance around your mission. That's why I've created this podcast for you, the light leader of the next generation. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Conscious Leadership Podcast. If you're viewing it on YouTube, hey, hello. Um, I am so thrilled and beyond humbled to have someone who I really, really admire, who I actually found on TikTok and was like learning so much from when I was first learning how to use the app and who shows up so authentically in her truest self online and runs an incredible business. Her name is Jara Foster Fell, and you guys probably know her as Jara Bean. She's a content creator, social media coach, and the founder of the Social Media Saloon, which by the way, has been popping. I've been following your stories, like how exciting. Um, and she helps business owners transform their social media experience to use platforms like Instagram and TikTok as a powerful and positive tool through branding foundations, social media mindset, community building, which you guys know is huge for me, um, and turning followers into clients and weaving all the while your personality into your online presence. So a lot to break down today for you guys. Welcome. Welcome, Jarrah, and thank you so much for taking the time to grace us with your wisdom and energy today. (laughs) Thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. I'm so happy and excited to be here. Oh, I, I literally was like, when I asked, I was really nervous because I, I like, I have a following and I have like stuff going on, but I don't necessarily feel like any kind of like major, I don't know, like I don't see myself, I think the same way some other people might. Um, so when I asked you, I was like, oh my God, she's so successful. She's so good at what she does. She's probably so busy. She probably has no time for me. And so I just like, it's a testament to like your heart. And I really appreciate you mm-hmm. taking the time to kind of sit with us today and give us a kind of a inside look into your journey. Um, because I'm sure it hasn't all been super easy and like all, you know, roses. I saw a post you did the other day and I'm sure we'll get into this part, but the haters and the weird people who, when you're taking photos, will say things and like, it's just so, anyway, this whole social media scene, if you're listening, you probably have a page, you're trying to do this. It's crazy, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, I could talk about the haters and the negativity. I always try and find some light with it because I think the more 
I show that it happens to me and, you know, I'm not going to say it doesn't sting. Sometimes it doesn't feel great, but there are some moments that I can laugh at it. Like this woman recently, like a month ago, she left a comment saying cringe on one of my reels and then just did the same thing yesterday. And like, at this point I have to just laugh. Like, do you, uh, okay, you got, you have this negativity. You're clearly, you know, having to leave it on other people's accounts, but wouldn't you think you have a little bit more, in your toolbox for things you want to say. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, are, are you like, do you realize how kind of embarrassing it is? Like you should just like, stop. Yeah. and it takes extra yeah. energy to leave that message to like, pick up your phone and open your page and like click and comment. And honestly, like I used to get so bothered and sometimes I do get really triggered. It just like yeah. randomly depends on the comment and the day. Um, but like now I kind of try to just see it as like, yeah, people's projection of their own stuff. But like, can you just like keep your stuff to yourself <laughs> yeah yeah but I find the more that we talk about it the more we can kind of brush it off or at least kind of reframe things a little yeah, bit yeah absolutely so I think it'd be really fun to just like go back a little bit like rewind and tell us how you even got into what you do today when I found you on TikTok you were like I mean, you're huge. You're giving so much value. You're just showing up in such leadership and confidence and presence. Like that shit is hard. Um, so like, how did you get from just like a normal, I guess, like everyday girl to like now, like stepping into this really beautiful conscious leadership space on social media? All right. I'm going to give you sort of, a, I'm going to say a nutshell version, but I'll probably end up going on a little bit long. So stop me at any point or ask me for any other. Oh no, we love a good detailed story. We love a good story. (laughs) Okay. I'll be, I'll do the nutshell, the detail and kind of the main points that kind of walk you through the pivots and the shifts and the changes to essentially present day. And usually where I like to start is kind of a little bit pre 2015, which is cuckoo bananas to think that uh, that was over six years ago. Now, I don't know where the time has gone, but I was a graphic designer that's what I went to school for. I was working at a startup. I've been working at other startups. I did some freelance work here and there. And I was just in this kind of crap time of my life. I was at a job that really um was manipulative and mistreated me i was making if i true i'm not even exaggerating if i truly added up the amount of hours i was working to the very very small amount of money i was making it was probably like a dollar and change an hour and so seven days a week for 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 nothing uh losing hair i had i parted my hair in the mirror one day and had this little bald patch on my head when we were at this we work and a coworker was there and like she didn't even seem concerned about it was it was a lot like normal it's like oh you're like losing your hair from stress and burnout like yeah me too (laughs) yeah yeah like no problem same boat like what like what kind of toxic environment is this and in addition to that I realized I was struggling from social anxiety so that was a whole kind of revelation wait you struggle from social anxiety and you're on social media yes yes Oh yeah. my God. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. Keep going. I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Funny, funny how that happens. Um, so just Amazing, kind of, though. I mean, a testament were... to the work that like whatever you've done, like it's, it's such a testament and I, I meet so many people and so many clients and I'm just excited because I'm, I have social anxiety too. <laughs> and 
and like it's to actually it's been a healing modality to get on instagram and really force myself to kind of to go through the discomfort of like confronting that as being kind of part of my life anyway go i'm sorry yes not very excited no no these are all different great talking points and and things that i'm passionate and excited about as well um but so all these things kind of collided and I woke up one day and I look back on this moment now where I don't think I said to myself, Jara, you must do something good for yourself and make this change. But I think it was like some sort of inner voice or force or whatever kind of really pushing me to make this shift. And the shift didn't seem that huge at the time, but it was kind of this domino effect. And the, the decision, the choice on that day was to download a program at the time it was called Bikini Body Guide by Kayla Itzinas. She's very famous I, back yeah. then and super famous now still. Yep. Um, I feel like most kind of women our age-ish kind of have done that or heard of it. <laughs> heard of it. Um, yeah. And yeah, at the very least. And so I've been following her for about a year on kind of like my, not like super secret, but kind of secret art account. I used to do hand lettering and drawing. And I followed her on that account because I didn't want any of my friends to see that I was following her. Like I had some sort of embarrassed feeling of like, oh, Jara's following this like fitness woman. I don't know. It was weird. It was like very different. No, I've been there where you're like, oh, like, you know, it's like, it seems like, oh, you're buying into the whole Instagram thing, but it's like, why not? I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sort of very early Instagram days. Well, 2015 had been around for a while, but it was definitely a very different place than it is today. And so I've been following her for about a year. I saw the women she posted. I was always kind of not jealous, but inspired and like, oh, like I want to do that for myself as well. So I downloaded her guides. I went to the gym and because I've been following her for a year and I saw all these women having their fitness accounts, I was like, okay, like, I guess I'll make myself a fitness account. And because I had my art account, I had already used Instagram and sort of this not so like, oh, this is just where I'm posting photos of myself, that type of thing. Cause I, I had found some community and connection through my art account, which was really a, a, a sort of little positive force for me at the time. So I think that was the catalyst to me starting a workout Instagram account for myself. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have if I hadn't had that art account. But what happened very quickly was there was this community of BBG gals, essentially. And it was a niche. It was this pocket of community, but it was ever expanding. Like at the time, BBG was on this, like, I, I'm sure Kayla Itzinas is doing awesome now, but at the time, like, I feel like that was the height of her rise because everyone oh, it was, was doing huge. it. it was like it was huge. 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 And so what happened was I stuck to this workout program and I was feeling really good about myself just in a sort of physical and energetic sense because I hadn't really done anything for myself like that in maybe ever. Um, I was also really excited to have this community of women that I was connected to. And it was really easy to connect with everyone because we were all doing the same thing. So it's like, oh, like week five arms, oh, that workout was so hard. Like I did that last week. Don't worry. Like you're going to feel so good when you get through it. Like, just kind of little easy connection points like that. So that was the second thing. And then third, I've always been a fairly creative person. And so Instagram felt like this creative outlet for me at the time. And early kind of mid, mid early 2015, it was a lot easier to grow back then. So within three months, I think I had grown 15,000 followers. I could not 
believe it was almost like it was like an adrenaline rush um oh, but, yeah. but yeah but paired with this really odd like not just all oh, like vanity metrics but with the community and creativity aspect as well which is a totally different experience when you have a community versus just a page where people kind of like looky loo versus like supportive it's just a totally uh, it's an amazing experience to have that community and i think so many of us like don't have that in real life so mm -hmm. you know we go to these spaces to find those people and that kind of goes back to what you were mentioning about social anxiety. I think for someone who has or has had or however you want to categorize it, has social anxiety, it's almost easier for you to be social via social media because you have yeah. a little bit of this barrier of this digital matrix, whatever you want to call it, um, versus like having to interact in real life. And so I think for someone with social anxiety, it's actually like, it's a great tool for connection. So all of that was happening at the time. And that also not only marks the beginning of Instagram for me, but it also marks my huge kind of pivot into fitness. And I think because fitness straight up changed my life in that moment, in addition to sort of the coupling with Instagram, fit, like fitness was the be all end all for me. So I was like, I starting to uh, get my uh, NASM certification for personal training, which I ended up getting, by the way, I didn't do anything with it. And I just, I didn't know where it was going to lead. But I was like, I got to take this and run with it. I went, um, I think freelance with graphic design, then ultimately left it. And this is where soul cycle comes into play because I had this new fitness chapter and I'd started going to soul cycle classes. I looked at being a soul cycle instructor as the be all end all pinnacle of everything. Like to me, they were superstar rock star, like fitness gods, like the coolest of the cool and going to a class where you feel so inspired and motivated and the person's leading that it's like, it makes sense to kind of feel that way to whoever's leading the class. So I got this crazy pipe dream of what if I could be a soul cycle instructor. And so that's what started that journey. And it was uh, a very long journey. I'll keep it short because there's a lot I could say about this, but I auditioned twice, didn't make it the first round did get accepted the second round but when you audition and get accepted you are then uh entered into a training program you're not just like instantly a soul cycle instructor yeah it's like serious like i don't know like i went to soul cycle in santa monica and i was like damn first of all i'm dying on this bicycle barely able to keep up and the all the soul cycle instructors always had the most amazing energy and like could just like not only do what i was doing but then like i don't know speak like nothing was happening they weren't out oh of breath goodness. i mean oh i can't imagine the training <laughs> it's cuckoo and it's amazing it's terrifying it's wonderful it's like camp it's like boot camp it's like it's it's nuts um and i went through that training program 10 weeks but i failed and so i had to go through the training program again so it from audition first audition to graduating it was about a year or so so i became a soul cycle instructor i taught for about a year and a half I left all the while throughout Soul Cycle, very much working on my Instagram and uh, brand partnerships, kind of stepping really into that role of being an influencer. I left in the end of 2018, had about a year and a half or so of really just kind of living that influencer content creator life, but in a very question mark way, like what the heck am I doing with my life? Like what's the next step? Feeling very anxious and um, uncertain about where to go next. And from that, that's what kind of was the catalyst into me hiring a business coach, 
which made such a huge change and impact on my life. That's Mm. how social media coaching was born. That's how the social media saloon, my program was born. That was at the end of 2019. And so that kind of brings us up into present moment where I am very much still in that content creator space. I do kind of think of myself more as a content creator versus influencer. That's a whole other subject to unpack that word. Um, but also very much that social media coach, speaker, uh, educator role uh, in this present 2021 moment. Oh, wow. That is so awesome. Thank you for sharing like your journey to the space. And what I hear is like, you went through many evolutions. Yes. You, know, you will. And what it's, what's really beautiful is like your ability to not hold on to what any one thing, but to kind of just go with what felt right and to tune into, well, okay, right now this feels really good. Ooh, I'm feeling like I'm going in this direction. Permission, permission, permission to evolve, to grow. And that's the only way to like become great in my opinion. And, yeah. and the that we like limit ourselves and go, I have to make this be this thing. We miss all of the opportunities and the signs and the signals that are intuition and our environments are giving us, telling us what's working, what's not working. Um, But you gave yourself that permission. Did you find it hard to make that jump from kind of what I, you know, like the matrix, kind of like the nine to five, the corporate world into this like more self-directed entrepreneurship, like figuring things out and doing it for yourself space? I think no, for a few reasons. One, because I was I look at that time where I shifted from graphic design to let's just call it fitness Jera for now, um, almost as like, you know, you hear about like, oh, the honeymoon stage. It was this honeymoon stage of my life where I felt so much passion and drive and excitement. Um, that, that just kind of fueled me. Like there was no fear. Cause I'm like, I'm going to figure this out. Also side note. Um, it's funny because I had to move in with my mom for a little bit, like when I went through soul cycle training, which, you know, as an adult, like sometimes that can feel like taking a step back, but then also it it released some of the pressure of, you know, I'm not really having to worry too much about rent. And sometimes my mom makes me dinner. And so I'm like, honestly, like I'll care for the free meals and for maybe like laundry and like a hug. Exactly. Exactly. So I know not everyone has that privilege of being able to move in with a parent. So if I was to perhaps during that time have more of that financial stress, that probably would have, that would have played much more of a factor, but then kind of moving in with my mom relieved some of that. So I can sort of, I was able to stay a little bit in that honeymoon kind of fitness, changing my life, pivoting type of phase. Yeah, the space. And I think that's really awesome that, you know, it's part of the one of the things that I also think is kind of hard sometimes is asking for support or almost like holding the vision for the future of what you're creating and allowing yourself to like operate lean. And this is like a really like I, I've learned from the business stuff. It's like the 101, you know, if you really want to create space for yourself to grow, you have to give yourself permission to like just cut things off, shed, live really lean, do what you need to do, ask for the support where you can get it and invest whatever little resources, energy, time, money that you have into every piece of the puzzle that's going to help you up level. But being okay with being in that moment where you are and saying like, this is good. This is like where this is how, where the magic is going to happen. And it's going to allow me to actually get where I want to go versus some of us who feel like if I don't just step into like having it all already, um, then it's not worth, then I can't do it. And then it's like, you know, the ego gets in the way. Oh, like whatever. So 
Yeah, I just love that, you know, you were more focused on where you wanted to go and like that's what worked for you and you did it. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. Do you feel like, um, you know, there have been any really dark moments or shadows that have come up, like dark periods during like your evolution or has it felt pretty like, you know, you've just kind of followed the signs and it's kind of just all been in alignment for you? Oh gosh, I don't think that there's any very fortunately been anything that was like super dark or, or heavy. I mean, of course it's all relative, but um I look at my process and my journey and like I, I know I've been very lucky to not really be super in the depths of of whatever one could possibly get into. I guess there have been some moments that have definitely been challenging. For example, you know, being in soul cycle training and, and really working towards that dream and my dad getting diagnosed with cancer and having to like mm -hmm. go up and visit him uh through treatment and sort of like juggling that. Um, that happened, I think coming to terms with soul cycle having been this pivotal dream of something that I put up on a pedestal and realizing that wasn't really quite what I thought it was going to be <laughs> and sort of having and to, through those experiences. Yeah. Yep. yep. Having to essentially break up. It's like a relationship, having to break up with that dream and, and move on from that, that, you know, it wasn't like a dark or sort of heavy time, but it was a big um, decision. It, it, soul cycle was my identity. Uh, so I think kind of moments like that, whether it was more family based or more kind of what am I doing with my life? What's the next step? How do I move on from this identity? Those would probably be more of the markers that I would mm -hmm. identify for kind of more struggles in that realm. Yeah, definitely. I agree too. And it's, it's really interesting for me. I don't have like a ton of connection with my extended family and my, my immediate family is pretty supportive, but I have run into like, uh, like extent, like people like in my outer circle who like at the time who are no longer part of that circle, um, who were very much like, what are you doing? Like, why? Like, and even, and it was scary because I didn't know either. <laughs> so mm -hmm. Like I could be like, this is the plan for the next five years. And this is where I'm going to go. And like, you know, it's kind of that, um, that being in limbo and then not being able to like justify or explain why we're doing it. Although it just, yeah. Feels and we're like, we're just going to keep going with this. Um, and it's important, I think, to recognize that that's a normal part of this process that, you know, if you're really building something that's going to be authentic to you, it takes time and it takes evolutions and iterations and allowing yourself to grow and change and shift and not allowing the people around you who don't get it like necessarily in so that they can influence that kind of like almost like I say guard your healing like you guard your business the same way um you know let people in who support you but like sometimes people just don't get it so if there's somebody like you have your students doing your social media soon I'm sure they might have some family or friends or people who are like oh my god you're spending money on this course to teach you how to oh, do yeah like right you know like so and I have people who come into the business program who are like yeah I have family who are like you're crazy like what are you doing like what advice do you have for like beginner beginners who are just like exploring the potential of this kind of for themselves and what they might say to the people that might be confused or doubting them, you know, on the oh, side. Oh, man. 
it's so tough because we we all deal with our own internal monologue, which can be really not nice. I think like sometimes the meanest people or the most critical or most doubtful people in our lives are, are can be us. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about that in combination with outside people and forces and noises, whatever you want to call it, um, also doubting you, also questioning you, that is freaking tough. I think something that I start my students off with is we start off with mindset and, you know, I'm not a mindset coach by any means. So it's not something I can dive super, super deep into, but there are things very much related to social media that I think are also related to our life and identifying what those are just so that you can at first be aware of what those sort of mindset obstacles, I call them. And, and imposter syndrome is probably the top one that's huge. Um, comparison, fear of judgment, um, overthinking, just to name a few. And so I think step one is being able to identify those, whether they're coming from yourself in that interior monologue, or whether they're coming from Aunt Sue or whoever, the neighbor down the street, um, just so that you can, I feel like that awareness level just creates a little bit of a barrier to, to not let it fully like infiltrate your, your energy and your mind. But man, it's hard. It's hard enough just doing something and then having people doubt you is a whole other ball game. And I've been fortunate enough, like, like my mom, she, she's just heard every line in the book, like, Oh, I'm going to be an art major. Okay. Jara, like I'm going to be a soul cycle instructor. That sounds great. Like I'm going to do this Instagram thing. Awesome. I've been so lucky that, and my dad too, just to, that they're always so supportive of whatever kind of pivot, but seeing how that sometimes is not true for a lot of people, especially my students, um, whether it's a family member or a partner, not really understanding when you're, you are so in depth and ingrained in trying to make this change and start something it's freaking hard. So I think identifying those and then also just knowing you're not alone, like a lot of other people, just sometimes that feeling of just knowing that someone else is feeling that and experiencing that too, can just kind of have a, a grounding effect, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. Like such good advice. Like write that down, you guys. Um, and it's so true. The thing that I find the biggest obstacle to be in the beginners, cause like your social media saloon is a little bit like ignite, which is like kind of my course for those who are just like stepping into this space for the first time, maybe, or just, you know, have been, but been pretty hiding, you know, still a lot. Yeah. A lot of it is like, you know, becoming the observer of your experience and not necessarily buying into the thoughts that pop into your head. And um, I like to think about it, like think about being a curious child. Children are never judgmental. They're never mean. Like, I mean, maybe when they get to a certain age, I was bullied. Yeah, I, I, I can say it, you know? I get what you mean. I'm not going to say they're not mean. They can be really brutal. But like, <laughs> you know, like when they're like really, really, really little, um, you know, yeah. they're very like, it's sweet and curious. And it's just about like, try like looking at things and unearthing things and not putting too much judgment or criticism or or weight on it and then just like you said asking yourself like is this mine does this belong to me is this really you know my voice or is this coming from somewhere else uh and i found too that the minute i started to like analyze that i started to be able to release um those stories and those beliefs and kind of like almost like flush them out until i could hear myself think which was like okay this feels scary and it's fine like you're gonna be fine and yes he needs you yeah yeah and that sort of 
similar to what you said about being a child and, and being curious, something that I have only, I think I've only started saying this like the last couple months, maybe I heard it somewhere, maybe it just came out one day and it stuck with me. I forget, but this concept of embracing the suck. And that kind of goes back to that childlike spirit of being curious and trying and observing and unearthing. I think as adults we have, and maybe it's that we're adults, or maybe it's just this culture we're in of where everything is instantaneous, but it, you sometimes can feel like, okay, if I try this, this has to work. And I have to go from zero to 100 in a day or a week and have it all figured out. And I'm sure this applies to so many different businesses and niches. I see it so much with social media that someone's like, Hey, I posted consistently for a week and my engagement isn't going up. And I'm like, hold on, like talk to me in a year, like talk yeah. to me in two years. Once you've it's been- a slow burn. You guys it's a slow, like, slow burn. Slow burn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I really connect with that idea to, of being curious and unearthing and then in addition to that embracing the suck as you go oh my god like that's such I love that embracing the suck it's so it's so real and it brings me back to when I first was starting my Instagram and I didn't have a business in mind I just like wanted followers I don't know but only because I was going through school and healing my trauma and I was like ah like I have the keys to the, the everything and I was like here take it take it take it and like I would post like consistently and it was like, I think six months before I got anybody who even commented, um, any engagement, six wow. months, like because yeah. people were like peeping and they were scared because it was all about trauma. So it was all people who were like probably dealing with their own stuff and like feeling sure. yeah. you know, nervous about like maybe reaching out. Um, but I would sit in my car nine to five and I would cry to my mom on the phone and I would oh. be like eating my sad tuna sandwich, like just being like, mom, why isn't anybody like saying anything? I would leave calls to action on every post, like yeah. nobody, like maybe my friends, like, but not anybody knew until one day it wasn't. And it was someone new. And I was like, oh my God. And then another person and then another person. And then, you know, it's just about sticking with it and recognizing yeah. that it takes time to build that community and that trust. And it takes time for people to come out of their shell to feel safe enough to want to interact with you or engage with you, but you cannot give up. And it's almost like I give my students this visual of like, you're the mama bear and you're like, you're open, you're here, you have your arms open. If they want to come and give you a hug, it's cool. If not, it's cool too. And like, I like that. Like, come and hug you and it'll be great. Um, but just like, have that confidence and still show up every day, you know? And to that sort of that mama bear energy, which I really like, I might tell that to my students. Oh, Um, please. That's a good one. I think, (laughs) I think that sometimes we don't realize, and this goes for social media or or life. um, We have people who are silent, who soak in every word and appreciate what we do. It boggles my mind sometimes when I get a DM from someone who's never messaged me before and they say something to the effect of, I like they have a question or a comment on something, but they're like, hey, Jara, I've been following you since your BBG days, since your soul cycle days, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, you've been following me for four, five or six years. And this is the first time I'm hearing for like, what? I that literally so- happened to me like last week, someone followed me for five years. She finally DM me and told me like the journal prompt or something that I like had said was like really, t- and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. And it, so it just goes to show that 
Some people are your silent fans, your silent followers, and maybe they'll never reach out for whatever reason. It's not a bad thing that they're not reaching out. Some people are just observers and kind of soaker inners. And that's, that's totally fine. I, I do that to people too. There's people I admire and I've never messaged them before. Oh, yeah. So if you think about yourself, we all do it. Um, so just remembering too, that just because you're putting a CTA at the end of your caption and no one's responding, doesn't mean that someone hasn't thought about that question that you put there or mm -hmm. said something in your stories and then now reflecting on upon it um, just because you're not getting the tangible evidence that people are consuming your content connecting with your content doesn't mean that it's not actually happening yeah no uh, and that's a big huge like reminder it you know a lot of our ego wants to attach to the, the engagement and the followers and the numbers and like it feels safe and like we can we can kind of put that in a metric and like then f calculate our value <laughs> and like you know all those all this shit that are very 3d and our ego loves to be attached yeah. to and always reminding yourself that you are here to deliver your medicine and your medicine is you being your authentic self and you connecting with people and serving in whatever capacity, um, you know, is your way of serving and helping the world. And that, you know, trusting that whatever it is that's coming through is meant to come through and that it's affecting the people and triggering the people that need to be triggered or affected and that you don't necessarily need to like it's you may not get that validation of someone yeah. saying hey this really changed my life and you may have changed somebody's life and you will get that validation later on like people will reach out and then you'll be like, happen. Shit. like <laughs> yeah oh it's really it's really an interesting space like and i do believe yeah. and i don't know about you but i think social media like gets a bad rap and i do totally. agree that there is like there's a lot of stuff that's problematic and a lot of um people who are inauthentic and force these standards, uh, high standards of like how we should look or like how we should be perfect, sure, all this yeah. stuff. And I also see it as such an amazing vehicle for delivering information and, and for connecting. And I've seen how it can attract real amazing people who just want to be in community. And if you find those leaders who are conscious like you are, and hopefully like I am, <laughs> I'm not going to like be here like to my own, but like, you know, hopefully <laughs> I'm in that, in that too, like you can then really transform your life and i've seen it happen for my students i know you've seen it happen for your students um so it is a it could be a vehicle for a lot of potential wonderful growth yeah the way i see it is it's a tool and a tool can be used for good and it can be used for bad if you have a hammer you might be able to you know build a house or if you have a hammer you could just knock through a window and break some glass like the, the hammer is not inherently good or bad it's a tool and it's up to you how to how to use it or with social media how to use it and consume it so that's one thing that i think about when it comes to sort of viewing these platforms and then similar to what you said around uh social media being a vehicle i think about it in the same way i think where people get tripped up is that they look at it as the be all end all goal as the final thing whereas it's actually a pathway to help you get to where you want to go whether you are building your personal brand whether you are supporting your business whether you're wanting to create community so that's a way to kind of detach a little bit from the things like vanity metrics followers all the analytics that you look up when you pull up an individual post or your entire account analytics whatever it is um you, there's things that we can look at within those to help support, but you, you can't get wrapped up in those numbers because that is not 
that, that's not what we're working for. Like if you were yeah. wanting to get clients or book more speaking gigs or whatever it is, you have to look at your presence on social media. Is this supporting the larger goal? Is this helping me connect with people? Is this providing valuable information, inspiration to the people that I'm wanting to connect with in my community? So that's something I've been kind of noodling on recently. It's not, it's not the end goal. It's the pathway. It's the vehicle. It's one pathway. It's one vehicle. It's not it's the like, only way. It's like <laughs> ice cream cone for the ice cream. Like it's the cone, you know, it's the vehicle for the ice cream that you're going to enjoy. <laughs> it's yeah. not the be all end all of everything. Yeah. It's so true. I love that you say noodling by the way I love that phrase Ooh. So, sometimes I swear I like there's some words that I'll say during interviews or podcasts I'm like I never say that during my <laughs> normal life however they're gonna come out I don't know why well my community will probably my community is very <laughs> spiritual so my community will probably like oh she's channeling something from her guides there that's someone Ooh. else's voice like who knows oh, who maybe is. it's my pasta guide I it's love your pasta, pasta. <laughs> I could eat pasta every night. So that's what I'm going to associate. <laughs> oh my God. We have so, we were joking before this. I was like, I, we have so much in common. I'm like, we got to talk more. I know. Um, no, but it's, it's so beautiful. Okay. So before we wrap up, I have to ask you because mm. literally everybody I know and their grandmother is panicking who has a social media profile. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Whole yeah. thing with the uh -huh. CEO being like, oh my God, we're all going to be a video, which by the way, like you, I love your post the other day. You're like, guys, like we've been here for like the last yeah. few months. Like this is not new. So for everybody who's like dying for like, what do I do? What's your advice? And what do you have to say about this shift in Instagram from going from a photo sharing platform to a video platform? Okay. I want everyone to take a really deep breath because it seemed, and I get it because I'm in the depths of set social media all day. So I can see how this announcement isn't actually, and is not actually an announcement, but I understand for those not in the depths of social media day in and day out, it feels like an announcement. And let me explain this. Social media, there's always an evolution. There's always a change. And so Instagram started, gosh, maybe it was 2010, something like that. And it was a square photo sharing app. We get to 2015, the boomerang is introduced. We get to, and I think maybe in 2015, we could have, we could post like 15 second videos that came into play somewhere around that time. 2016, one of the biggest updates to Instagram is stories. So video comes to play in a much different and substantial way. Then we have IGTV and IG Live, I think around 2018. And then the next, in my opinion, biggest update to the app since stories is reels, also video. So we have known since the introduction of stories in 2016, or even the, the ability to post a 15 second video around 2015, that video has become more and more prevalent each year. So Instagram, when they tell us they're leaning more into video, this is, this is not old news. This is not yeah. an announcement. But what I actually really appreciate is that Instagram has really been shrouded in secrecy for so long, especially when I compare it to TikTok. TikTok um, has a lot, they, they're very much cultivating community with their creators. They do webinars. It's a very kind of like symbiotic relationship where, whereas with Instagram, it feels like it's just, you know, in some dark room that no one has the key to. Literally, like, it's like, I don't even, it's so mysterious. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I see it as a positive that they're even just telling us something that we already know. I so agree. everyone, if you can just take it with like 
just, just breathe for a moment because it's, and understand it's not a new announcement. It's something that we've seen all of this time. The other thing to think, take into consideration is that things are always going to change. And we as humans do not like change. But if you look at specifically all the changes to social media over the last few years, after a couple months, after a year, we are all used to it. So I was actually reflecting back on Facebook before Instagram even existed. And I remember, I can't even pinpoint exactly what it was, but at one point we only had our profiles and then it was either the addition of the main newsfeed or we had our news feeds and they changed something to it to like display the information a different way. I remember people freaking lost it. Like it was as if the world was going to end and now we can't even, well, most of us aren't even thinking about Facebook, but we can't even remember a time where it was different. Yeah, we adapt. Like we adapt. We adapt. Same thing. Stories get introduced to Instagram and now stories are just a part of our social media strategy or people are like, oh, is Instagram going to turn into Snapchat? No, it just has stories now. Same thing. TikTok, uh, Instagram isn't turning into TikTok. They certainly have taken the same type of formatting, but it's still Instagram. So that's the other thing is that we are always going to grow, evolve and shift. Nothing is ever going to stay the same. And I, and I see like our, my generation, they're like, but I want it to stay just photos. I'm like, we're turning into our grandparents here. I feel that too. Why get our finger in the air? So that's the other thing. And then the last thing I want to say, because I could say a lot about this, is to, it's around the idea of short form content. One, everyone, myself included, so I'm not like, you know, shaking my finger, but we've all been complaining, feeling frustrated, talking about how our reach has declined year after year on Instagram. It's harder to grow. XYZ. It is. It's really hard to be seen. It's been, it's gotten really stagnant. It has. And so reels is the very first thing that we pretty much the only thing we've ever had on Instagram that allows us for visibility and growth. Because when we post a photo or a graphic, the only, and and for the most part, the only people who are seeing it are the people who follow us, unless, you know, someone else shares it to their stories and their audience sees it, unless it lands on the explore page and that. So it's not entirely, but mostly the only people consuming it are the people that follow us. Now with reels, the people who follow us can consume that content and because of the dedicated feed to reels our reels are also exposed to people who do not follow us Mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of it this is the answer to visibility and reach that we have been wanting for so long and now i understand that video can feel really intimidating if you've never done it before if you've never created a reel a lot of people i think jump to the conclusion that they need to have, they need to have fancy editing skills. They need fancy equipment, all this stuff. You do not, you can start simply, you can embrace the suck. And the beauty of reels is that it is probably the least scary form of video that we could dive into. Because if I told someone right now, you need to edit a 30 30 minute long YouTube vlog, that would be probably next to impossible for most people who've never done it before and to learn editing software and all that. That to me, that's scary. It's a project. I think, you know, it's, if if you haven't done it before, content creation is all, it's a, it's a job. It's a full time job. Yeah. Yes. And so if everyone was all of a sudden like, crap, we need to make these vlog YouTube videos, I would say, all right, we, this is going to be an uphill battle, but reels are, you know, some people have 60 seconds. Some people only have 30 seconds. It's short. It's succinct. 
And in addition to that, we have the beauty of trends, which are serving ideas up to us on platters. So if you have, if you're a photographer, if you are a mommy blogger, if you are a dog walker, whatever it is, trends give you the context and the structure, and you just have to insert yourself into it with a really simple, you know, couple shots here, couple shots there, and you're good to go. So hopefully, super complicated. You don't have to overcomplicate no. it, guys. Yeah. No, you do not. So start simply, embrace the suck, understand the power of reels, and also know you can still post photos. Photos are not going anywhere, and I think the way that Instagram is going to operate with the exception of, you know, I'm sure there'll be updates and changes is kind of how it has the last year. Reels came onto the scene. People are posting way more reels than they used to because now that's an option, but people still very much post photos and enjoy photos. And that is very much still part of the Instagram fabric. Mm. Oh, well, thank you for serving up that knowledge. Yeah. I know a lot of people have been asking about this, especially since it's so recent. And we're literally going to drop this episode next week. So it's going to be like very quick um, and super helpful. And and yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. It's like, this is, you know, not new and it's evolution. And it's like, you know, just step into it. And I think, you know, there are different kinds of, and I love looking at human design and there are different kinds of like energies that we carry. Some people are really afraid because they don't have that, like if you're familiar with human design that like manifester generator manifesting generator energy that fire energy kind of where like i really love and you really love to show up with our face and like talk and be seen and do things where there are a lot of people who are like oh my god that feels very overwhelming you can do reels your own way take the post that you would make into a static post and you don't have to talk about it but maybe film what you're doing in your day and then use those images and then do a voiceover where you just talk about what you were going to post um reformat it if you do stories a really great thing you can do is go into your archive and actually download some of the stories that you did maybe like two slides for 30 seconds or four slides for like a minute put them together in an app called like I use splice something really simple and download it and re-upload it as an IGTV or as a reel. Um, so you can repurpose the things that you've already done. If you feel more comfortable in stories, do your stories and then just re-download them and re-upload them as an IGTV or a reel. So there's a couple of different ways, numerous ways. And the fun thing is, and I love that you mentioned this, there are trends. So you don't have to think about everything, you guys like go check out what the trends are. You use trending sounds have fun with it and make it relevant for your audience and literally anybody can grow using this like platform stuff with the reels like and with like these small videos you know so um i agree i think there's a little bit less pressure than sitting down and trying to come up with like all these graphics for like a yeah week or, you know whatever totally totally i'm with you on that Amazing. So what's up next for you? Like what I know that we're like, we're in flow and we're like just seeing where life takes us, but do you have anything like personally or like with your business that you want to share with us about? Oh man, what's next? It's, it's hard. Like, when people are, what's your five year plan? I'm like, oh, I do not know. I don't have, <laughs> now that you asked me that, but I always think about that. Um, so I would say right now I'm very much in the saloon phase. So the saloon is my course. I'm about to launch the fifth round. The summer co cohorts kicking off yes! in August, which is very exciting. And I am a perfectionist for for better or for worse. And so I've had the saloon. This will be the fifth cohort. It start. It, it's about a little over a year and a half now. I had saloon 1.0. I've had saloon 2.0, and now I'm in the process of revising saloon 3.0. Like anytime I'm like, oh, I could explain this better. I actually was working, or I am working with an education 
education specialist to optimize the program and make sure. So that's really what I'm in the thick of. It's less of looking forward to the next thing, though I will say one thing about that and more of how can I make what I'm currently doing even better. So that's Mm -hmm. definitely the primary goal and purpose at the moment. However, something that's been on the back-ish of my mind and then even more so with this new quote-unquote announcement from Instagram, I would love to have a course, whether it's a group course, whether it's evergreen, on reels, on short I'm literally the same. Oh my God, because yes, we need to have that. We need to teach that, right? Yes, yes. So that's not happening like anytime soon because I have way too much on my plate at the moment, but it is, it's on my mind. It's on my mind. I can't wait to, I literally am, I like, even if I make one, I'm going to buy yours too because like, yeah, we can just you, go with each other's like. Yeah, we'll just like do each other's and then maybe we can do like a little guest module in each one. For yeah, like, I love it hit that. No, it's so great. You guys don't be scared of reels. Like just, it's a really beautiful way to just showcase your energy and showcase your personality. And to be honest with you, something that really like, maybe this is just like a personal issue that I need to work out. But, um, I really hate repost accounts with like a fiery passion. Um, I fucking hate it. I'm sorry. Like I, as a content creator, I spend a lot of time and energy and love creating my content to have other accounts photo basically like copy and paste my caption use my image and tag me and have followings of hundreds of thousands where they're just picking and choosing the biggest accounts on social media and just like popping in everybody else's stuff and then calling themselves a page this kind of gets rid of that and i'm kind of excited for that because it forces people to come up with original content and it forces you to really stand in your own truth and stand in your voice and stand in what you're here to do and who you're here to serve and i think it'll weed out some of that bullshit and i'm sorry i like hate because people use my posts all the time and they get all this traction and people are looking to these pages for support and the people running it don't know what they're doing because they're just reposting Mm. everybody else and not actually knowledgeable in what they're you know teaching (laughs) yeah no not cool not cool mic drop mic drop on that yeah definitely (laughs) so just lean into your truth and just post what feels good and aligns you but thank you so much Jared, for being here and you're such an inspiration you're somebody i really admire and look up to in this space and i just can't wait to continue watching you just like blast off and success and everything you create is going to be amazing so go check her out and you probably already know who she is, but I'll drop all her information in the notes. And uh, until next time, I guess like have an awesome day and just stand in your stand in your light and don't be afraid to be seen. So and embrace the suck and embrace the suck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like like that's the thing. Life is gonna suck, and it's we can never get rid of that. The Buddha, you know, Buddhist principle is like there will always be suffering. So oh, there you go. Just like know that there'll be suffering, but know that, uh, you know, like part of embracing that means then it gets to be better and it doesn't have to suck as much. I love it. All right, guys, until next time, we'll talk soon. And that's our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us at the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited. This next year, 2021, is going to be huge. We have so many guests that are coming on that you are going to love. I'm going to be doing some more solo casts and own therapy coaching. We have so many things rolling out for you. Retreats, another round of Ignite starting in May, another one starting at the end of the summer, a mastermind, and so many other things. So be sure to stay tuned 
connecting with us on Instagram. Follow me at ohm underscore therapy underscore coaching and stay tuned for so much goodness coming up. As always, I would love to hear your feedback. Head over to iTunes and leave us a review and I would love to give you a free copy of my subconscious reprogramming workbook and that is absolutely free. Just send me a screenshot of your review and on Instagram and I will be so happy to send that over as my gift for you. And I am sending you so many hugs, so much love, and I hope that this week you are able to find just a little bit more joy in your life. Have a good one, guys.